Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. This is your host, Andrew, and with me we have your co-host. Javon. What's going on, guys? It's Ryan. And today we're going to be reviewing uh, the current events of games lined up from the weekend, as well as the upcoming games this upcoming week in the Champions League and the Premier League and La Liga this weekend. Uh, Javon, do you want to kick it off with the review of La Liga? Let's go! La Liga. Barcelona are officially running away with the league, as they are nine points clear. Um, it, They're not playing great. They're missing um, Pedri. Uh, Gavi's a bit of a hothead right now. Dembele's injured. Lewandowski's out with, uh, with an injury. They're playing foreigners up front. Rafinha and um, Ansu Fati is finally getting some game times. They've been grinding out games 1-0 over the piece. They have a great defense. Um, uh, they have Ronald Arujo in, around the back along with Jules Conde. Um, Christensen, who I thought was always a good defender. And um, is it... Sergio, who's who's playing on the, the, the left hand side? I think it's... Um, yeah, me, I mean, the name slips me. Jordi Alba. Uh, Marcos Alonso will usually play defense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Balde? Balde, yeah. Balde, yeah, Balde, yeah, Balde. yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yes. Yeah, yeah, Balde. Um, and they've been rock selling in, in La Liga so far. And that's been winning them games. They get the odd goal here and there. Um, they don't necessarily kill teams off, but they're keeping clean sheets. Real Madrid, on the other hand, have nothing going for them. Um, in the sense that the two goal-getters, Vinicius Jr. and Benzema, haven't been firing um, as much as of late. And we see that reflected in the scoreline. Um, Barcelona lost that loss last weekend. They played before Real Madrid. Um, if Real Madrid had won that game, they would be within five points. And then El Clas is coming up on March 19th. Um, but they didn't, that they didn't take advantage of that. Real Madrid draw, drew. This weekend, again, Real Madrid drew again, so Barcelona are now nine points clear. So, let me ask you guys something. Because with the change of the guard with, like, Modric and Cruz leaving, uh, with Camavinga and Chouameni... They're, they're still there. No, they're no, still they're, there. They just don't have their legs as before. It's that transition. Do you think Real Madrid will still be that force once they fully leave? I think it will take time. I think it's whoever takes up that third midfield position because I can't see Chouameni and um, Bellingham. Bellingham. Uh, I can't see a, a good midfield of Chouameni, Kamavinga, and Valverde, but they like to play Valverde off the right wing a bit more further forward. He so has if energy to that side. Yeah, if you have Bellingham in midfield, you could, uh, you could easily see a midfield three of uh, Chouameni, Kamavinga, and Bellingham. Or Bellingham, Valverde, and Camavinga, uh, if they actually play Valverde in midfield. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of hard to replace that. Cruz, Casemiro, Budget Perry. And you mentioned before with Barca, you know, they're edging out their victories, 1-0s here. Uh, they got injuries, but this is the least that we can ask of Barcelona, especially the way they crashed out of Europa League, Champions League too. Uh, they still have the other fixture in the Copa del Rey against Real Madrid. You know, as a Barca fan, I'm expecting them to take that at home as well. And then there's the upcoming El Clasico, like you mentioned. Uh, you know, nine points clear. I hope they can put a serious dent in Real Madrid every making a comeback. So they, you know, everything's in their hands at that point. 
Yeah, and and what, what we've seen is um, Barcelona beating Real Madrid in the Super Cup um, final and beating them in the Copa del Rey this weekend. Um, so there's something when it comes down to El Clasico and the, the players that play for that badge. It doesn't matter what team both. It doesn't matter what form both teams are in. That match is pride, honor on the line. You know, so it's it, it's 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 brilliant. Um, Atletico Madrid up the third with a seven. What is it? Is a six nil, six one. Um, drubbing this weekend. I didn't realize they could score that high. Yeah, uh, for Diego Simeone, six hundred and thirteenth game. So that's something. And you think. Memphis Depay scoring two goals. Griezmann on the score sheet. Morata scoring two goals. It was a good day. Good day all around for Atletico. The team that they played against was Sevilla. But you look down the league table, you know, they're struggling. They're looking like they're going to be in a relegation dogfight. So I'm yep. surprised that they were able to put six past them. Yeah, they're, they're there for a reason. Yeah. And no, we see why. If Atletico scored six six goals against you, you deserve to be relegated at this point. Especially when it's Murata. Like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> done real poorly there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh yeah, so let, let, let me get you guys predictions. What do you guys who do you think guys think? You think it's definitely Barcelona? Um league's over. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, yeah, bar any kind of capitulation, yeah, it's. I mean, it's in their hands. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna go with Real Madrid. Um, Barcelona. Oh, wow. uh, I do have a slight hope that Real Madrid makes a run because I you know Los Blancos. I'd like to. Hala Madrid. Their focus is elsewhere now at this point. Yeah, we'll get to that later on in the <laughs> show. <laughs> we'll get to that later on in the show. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's that's. We'll see how it happens, but it should see it should be um, Real Madrid. If if there's any hope of a comeback, it has to start this weekend and with a, a classical hoping Barcelona drop points. Yeah, and with that, I say let's pivot on over to the Champions League. So first things first, uh, Neymar's injury out for the season now with the li- with the ligament to get, that he has to get treated now. Like did, what? Do you guys have any other information on this? Yeah, he's said to have surgery um, this week. He's out for the rest of the season. Um, I can't. I can't I don't, there's not really much to say on this because when the front three would play together after the World Cup, it's been really bad. Um, no, the the coach does not have to make an executive decision that could upset the upper cart. Neymar's out. It's gonna be Messi and Mbappe up front, when which then he could bring in another workhorse in. Either mid any yeah in midfield or change the formation to accommodate those two not tracking back. So it sounds right about you know on time for Neymar and his uh, yearly injuries. Um, some people are saying that it's his sister's birthday that's coming up, so you know he's calling out sick. Then I really don't. That's it. I really don't. That's it. <laughs> then there's Carnival starting up again. So I you know it, it, it's crazy that he tends to just get injured every year right as the Champions League starts kicking up and. You know, I feel like they're going to miss him in a sense against uh, Bayern Munich. But the game is still too close. Um, and in the league, you you told me that Marseille still had a chance. I don't see it, them catching to PSG. So Yeah, they lost. It's over. It's they, over. I don't think <laughs> you know, being out is going to be that much of a miss unless it's in the Champions League. Yeah, I guess when, while we are on the on league and 
I'll, I'll touch on just that, the Rams. I want to give them a quick shout-out. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. because they're really overperforming right now, just like they they have this coach that's like a, this thirty year old Englishman, mm-hmm. and essentially he used to be a data analyst and became the first team coach by playing football manager. Essentially, mm-hmm. the team actually gets fined like twenty two k every game or something like that because he doesn't have his pro license. So just thought it was to give him a cool shout out because they're like tenth in the league when they kind so of like telling me probably don't need like so, typically wouldn't be bothered being in the league in the top so, league so what you're saying is me that's won multiple quadruples on fifa be a pro manager bro data can take learn, it learn the trade and i already know the trade you don't uh, even need bro, a coaching license. you know the metrics you know what the track you know what to look for translated darren neris come to my team build a team build build yourself up brett javon Mm-hmm. You can always Google I want to see you in MLS in like five years. <laughs> can I, uh, I, I'll recruit Javier to, to, to do. <laughs> Javier will be my technical recruiter. He's going to recruit yep. a lot of Arsenal players, I'll tell you that. All the I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Just go and rate Arsenal players for the fun of it. Oh, oh. actually, they're eighth, not tenth. So, doing pretty well. Yeah, do, they're, they're overperforming for, for them. But yeah, back to the Champions League. Napoli completely obliterated obliterated Eintracht Frankfurt. It was two levels of football, right? So coming up in this game, there's the Kolomoani, which is one of my favorite strikers right now. He got a record in the last game, so he's going to be out uh, on the next leg. They're going to be in Napoli in the next leg. It's done and dusted, boys. It's over. Uh, that that's done and dusted. So we can forget about that. Um, what did you guys think of that Chelsea Dortmund game? If I were to be brutally honest with you, I was watching the other snooze fest of Bayern and PSG. But oh boy, you know, uh, I think you guys got some work to do to overtake that one zero scoreline. Uh, that Dortmund's coming in with, uh, I, you know, the run of form that your team has been on uh, is atrocious. Well, I don't think it could break your season anymore, but a victory in this can actually help you guys in a sense. So we're supposed to keep Potter and struggle, man. Don't give me upset. Regardless, bro, we might as well win a little bit, keep some pride in the team or something. There, that's the thing. There will be no pride with Potter in this team. You don't. It's like you guys don't watch football or understand football. How I view it, right? I'm sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I don't want to go to rat right here. You I'm like, you just made a bold right? claim there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, something like this where uh, it all depends. You know, because football is a game of momentum at times. So mm-hmm. you guys already got your weekend victory. If you guys can build on this with another <laughs> win, take this to the league. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, he said build on it. He said build on it. I've never seen the Arsenal fan be the optimist in, the, in this situation talking about Chelsea. Oh. Like, I've never seen this happen. Like, what's going on? He said build on it. Oh. Like, bro, first of all, if we're lucky enough to repeat the form that we had in the Dortmund game, which is probably the best form we had since the turn of the year. Then we 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 actually do stand a good chance of like scoring twice against Dortmund. Mm-hmm. But however, the likeliness of that actually happening is like ten percent probably. 
well, in li- all likeness. In order like, for what, you to what be is informed. likely to happen is that we're going to shit the bed and not probably create a, like five big chances. And Harvard submits every single one of miss, them. Miss all of them. And then Dortmund's going to score one, one against us. Because we we while we while we aren't shit at defending, we're not perfect yet. Mm-hmm. While uh, like that's probably the only area that's probably been operating at expectations currently. I wouldn't say even well, just at expectations. Mm-hmm. I want to say the biggest thing too going against you guys is the loss of Thiago Silva. I think that you know if you guys have any hopes of a cup run, that but that's it. That yeah, that's gone. It, but Fofana has been back and he's been looking excellent. Appearing with Koulibaly, excellent. And Badia Shield came in at the weekend, but obviously Badia Shield can't play in the Champions League. No, let me give you my two cents. Spend it how you will. When we all played Dortmund in Dortmund, and everybody on the dark said that we did, even the Dortmund coach said, this team played well, right? You tell me what went through Potterhead to say, you know what? We finally got an amazing performance from this team. This weekend, let's rip it up and change everything against Fulham. No, 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 I'm sorry. Southampton. Listen, when I saw the team sheet, immediately I was done with Graham Potter. I was done with this team because I knew what would happen. Because in order for you to get continuity, and to build some form of team chemistry, you have to start the. You have to have some no, news about you. You have to have some backbone to start the same starting them. Yes, he has 30 plus players. Cool, I get it. I understand it's not easy. But you have to be that guy to say, hey, this team put out a performance for me. If I'm going to change anything, it's going to be either after one or two games or during that said game, I take out players and see who I can plug. So you have your base, and let's say, okay, let's say you start the same team. 68 minutes, Hakim Zayek is not doing it for me anymore. You plug in Noni Modiweke. See how that brings the team forward. You, you're worried about Rishi getting injured again for the rest of the season? Give him 45 minutes. You take him out, you take him out, you plug in, um, you put um, Loftus-Cheek or Aspilicueta at, at right back, because at that time, this was before he got injured in said game, right? The only player that should have came in from the jump was Buddy Ashil. Was Buddy Ashil. But my if, thing is, do you think Potter's lost the dressing room in a way because of the players most that definitely. he has been playing? Because you, uh, from what you were pointing out there, when you were talking about players like Ziyech being involved in the starting lineup, for instance, MTN's Dortmund, players like Aubameyang um, even coming on with 10 minutes left against Fulham and things like that. Like, why is that even happening? That, that you're talking about, but yeah, continue your point. So, my thinking is, I as anyone with a brain and with some backbone, with any knowledge about football, and granted, these guys play up the manager at way higher levels than me. They're privy to information that I don't know. Um, but so I can only go on what's released, right? That's my disclaimer here before I continue. There's a reason why the City team, the Liverpool team, the Arsenal team currently, and Chelsea winning team in the past were successful. Because we had a base of players 
to start every game. A base starting eleven. It doesn't matter how big the squad is or how talented the squad is. You had a base of player that the manager said, right, you guys put out a performance for me last week. You keep you keep your spot. Right? If you're fading the game, I can plug and play. During training, consistently if you show levels in in training, I can plug and fill that position or whatnot. But I'm not gonna rip up and make 11 changes, 7 changes for no reason. We have nothing to play for in the league. Keep the same starting 11 to build momentum and continuity going towards the second leg. If everybody is saying you played brilliantly, build on that brilliant performance so when you get to the second leg, you're already flying. Yes. Do, do you... Do, it doesn't take a genius to know that if you had continued with the same starting eleven building up to this game, it's it'd be more likely for you to overturn this game. As of now, no one knows what the starting eleven gonna be like tomorrow. Yeah, Davis, right? he, he's also he's also allowed players that are supposed to be like not in our plans, not in the future, whatever, to keep playing and be it, part of like and, an integral and play like integral parts of like our starting 11s and things like exactly. that. Exactly. Even if you and wanted to do that. Let's say Zayek was going to leave, right? That Zayek was a part of that brilliant performance in Dortmund. Even if it's the case, you still keep him till the end of the season in the starting 11 only on merit. No anybody wake who can't play in the Champions League. Cool. Your your only your game your only goal now is to build some form of performance. Yes, you're, you're probably not you're not you're probably not going to win the Champions League. You're probably gonna get kicked up by a better team than Dortmund if we make it past if Chelsea makes it past Dortmund. But then again, if you build some form of continuity in the league, you translate that in the league, you start picking up points, everyone's more confident, everyone sees you have a backbone. Now the, the you have twenty two plus players trying to make it in that starting level, they'll see that okay, I can't make it in a starting level when you're making subs, when you're plugging and playing. Right? And until you have an injury, then you plug and play. You don't you don't make six, seven changes for what? I'm pretty sure if Mendy was fit, he'd have changed the goalkeeper too. Nah, I doubt it just it. makes no sense. He made him our captain. He made Kepa our captain. In the last game, cool. We're 1-0 up, right? If you want to protect a lead. 100%. I understand where you're at. But at the 55th minute, you're, you're, you you take out all the forward players and put out nothing but midfielders? <laughs> Bro, we were playing, we were playing a 3-6-1. <laughs> and, and the worst part, the only person you have up front is not a natural number nine, but I but, 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 can by heart another midfielder? <laughs> what? Man, bro, What? You put on Chukwemeka, right? You put on um, who else did it? I, I'm losing. <laughs> the team is allergic to number nines. It's, it's they, a, they, they they're really they're allergic to forward players. Or sold. Then he never played Modric. He never played Modric. He put on um, Zakaria. He put on Chukwemeka, another midfielder. Took off uh, Sterling and um. Took off Sterling. He didn't play Zayek. He took off Sterling and um, I forgot who, who the, the other players, the other forward he took off, and he didn't put on Noni Maduweke until in the last 
um, until like the 85th minute, 86th minute. And when he came on, he actually made some change. He was actually taking down players, getting the ball upfield. Because at that point, if you don't remember, we were under pressure. Because what? We have no out ball. Why, why don't we have that, any out ball? Because we have no forward players on the field. And I just remember that the, 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 the third center, central midfielder, Connor Gallagher, which is great. I like Gallagher. He's a workhorse. But he needs someone to kick the ball to. Listen, listen, I, I I was praying that Leeds beat us last weekend so you could be through that door, but he won. So the struggle continues. I, I realize he changed the formation too, to three at the back. Are we going back to that foolishness now? See what happens. <laughs> I wanted to touch on that because, uh, you know, at some point in the professional level, once you lose the dressing room, that's kind of like the wrap for the manager. If, yeah. They're just basing it off, oh, he better not lose this next result. Why doesn't the board already just sack him at that point? What are they hoping on, you know, for him to do at this point with Chelsea? You know, top four isn't happening. Uh, You know, top six is even a stretch at this point, but it's still possible. It's still on the cards. But you guys, like I said, if you guys are to build on something, it has to start now. It has to start at this Dortmund game. What is the board on with Potter staying? And not only that, let's say if Potter goes... Would you guys even get a replacement now to stop the bleeding, or would you guys wait till the summer? Because if at that, if it's at this point, I would keep Potter until the summer. And then that's everything. No, from the only no but then you're dragging it on. Job. The only, yeah, the only thing that's keeping Potter in the job is the lack of there being a solid backup plan. Because these owners aren't going to just like sack him without any kind of backup plan. Well, and I've heard names like Enrique. Long-term here. And they, they brought in a lot of backroom staff, including like sporting directors that are tied to Potter and things like that that are part of like other parts of the structure of the club itself. So they take so they made a big investment to Potter. So they're probably going to keep him at least until the summer. Because at this point, what, what he's showing now is like our results that are completely hopeless as a manager. Like under any other situation or criteria, like under any other situation or ownership, he would have got fired or sacked immediately oh, after no. that Southampton defeat. It probably wouldn't have lasted this long for At sure. That, yeah, that, that he would have been out after that Southampton defeat. And to me, Spurs was just indefensible. Like, like even in the season where we finished tenth in fifteen sixteen, like we we still beat Spurs. I don't like that. That's just something that always happens. We will lose the bottom place teams. Sure, but not, not Spurs. Now, do you at least see any kind of result tomorrow where you guys can overtake this 1-0 scoreline against Dortmund? Yeah, no. I do. I, I, I do. If we actually can put the ball in the back of the net and maybe hit off one of their players, they score our own goal or something. Like you know, I, I'm confident that we could keep a clean sheet against Dortmund and put a lot of pressure on them. Do I think we can actually put the ball in the back of the net? Probably not. Well, it was I so think we bad. Can do the this other like eighty percent of it to do it. You it was, was so bad that run, though, in their first game, it was, a, it, it was a crazy goal that Adeyemi scored against you guys to take the. Uh, um, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Right there, no positivity, none of that. Because you guys, you here's that. It's so bad. We know what was what was the major chant this weekend for Chelsea. We scored a goal. We scored a goal. We scored a goal. We won the game. We won. What? No. Against Leeds. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. On a set piece. Not even from open play. Unacceptable. For those of you guys listening, they just, the the Chelsea fans here, they don't want to get hurt again. And I see it. They're scoring. We're going to get demolished. We're going to get slaughtered. So, what Andrew was saying. 
what Andrew was saying before. I think it's a total, a lot of nonsense. I take his point and I understand, and he does make sense. But I think that logically thinking from the board is nonsense. Get rid of him now. And here's why, right? We have nothing to play for. Why not? And hear me out here. Crazy idea. Why not these coaches that Chelsea have been linked to? Because they have been looking at coaches. Why don't? Whatever happens, get rid of Potter now. I'm getting there. Hire the coach and give them to the from now to the end of the season so they can see who they want to keep before the transfer window open. Right? Don't wait. Not don't wait. Not even a week before the transfer window. So the because I don't want a new coach to come in now to see what he has to work in because it's gonna be a wholesale in the summer for Chelsea. See who fits his system, who he wants to keep. That way, we wouldn't have to spend that extra money. Bring in a number nine and probably one or two players, if needed, for that coach. Bring him in now. Give him enough games. It's a free hit. Literally, there's nothing to play for. We're not in any cups. We're not going to win the Champions League. It's a free hit. Bring him in now. Have him do his thing. Right? If we see an upturn in results, if we see a change in results, the club feels better, the fans feels feels better about themselves going in, feels more optimistic going into the new season. You know what you're working in. Preseason is going to be a breeze because you started before. You get rid of who you want to get rid of, you keep who you need to keep, and you add additions if needed. Then you start the season off fresh, clean slate. We started the transfer window late last summer. Cool, understood. Got rid of Tuchel. Cool, understood. Didn't fit what the board wants. Potter had... Do you know that our win, per- win percentage still incorporates Tuchel? That is, and you're telling me that's not un- unacceptable? We had a whole World Cup break. We didn't have that much players from the Chelsea squad that went to the World Cup. And you're telling me, and you're telling me, I'm, and you're telling me, oh, he didn't get a preseason. Oh, he didn't get this. Oh, he had 39 players. A 39-player squad should be more good than bad. If you have a backbone, it should be more good than bad. Uh, I'm saying that he has none of these things and that even with all this, given the unique circumstances he's under, he's going to still be in the job. That's just the case of what it's going to be like for this, uh, this season. Because we, until we can get a backbone, because they're trying to do the sustainability plan and not just have consistently sack managers... They, they, they're going to wait. Listen, in order you f- to trust in the process, you have to have progress. You don't give me this sustainability foolishness, and I'm not going to curse, this sustainability foolishness, because in order to believe in sustainability, it needs to be sustained. What? You it's just to, deteriorating you, right now. It's dying. It's a plant that's dead. You, you have to keep in mind that you're talking about a billionaire's ego. And also the fact that they're very data driven and that you can essentially lie with statistics if they're putting like fault like bad pressures on whoever they're whoever's running that that program for them. Like you can lie with statistics really easily and provide any data to tell any story you realistically want to tell. So like it's not so while they, they say things are data driven, like if they're just like listening to Todd Bully's image, then they can just make that happen and make any justification for it realistically. Listen, so if that's the case where it's just mostly his ego, then we're we're kind of just at the mercy of like they try to compare they try to compare Arteta's first season to Chelsea's to Potter's first season. Listen, anyone out there doing that foolishness, stop it. Stop it right now. Arteta won a FA Cup 
on in his first season and had a better win percentage and you could see the Arsenal team literally playing better. We see nothing for we are worse than what we were before. I can seriously argue against that. Um, so you're telling me no, nah, you there's no argument. You won a trophy the first season. But look at the pool of players you guys have compared to what Arteta picked up. And you're proving we my point. You're proving my point. The winter Arteta period. The he picked up Mudrick, who Arteta wanted. And yet we're still here. Are you, are, you, are you not listening to your words? You're proving my point. You're no. saying we have a better squad, right? You have a significantly better squad in terms of the players that we had. That so, Ryan, but think about it. That With that being said, you're proving my point. But we had Kolasinac. We had David Luiz. We had... Oh man! Uh, okay, okay. You had all these horrible players, right? And you still won a trophy, right? Well, that's because the way they played, it's not the way that they're playing now. You can, you could clearly see that they're. All right. So how they play out the window? The it's a yes or no question. Did you, did you have worse players? What we're playing now. That's okay. Just simple facts. And a yeah, simple actual progress. There's actual like patterns of play in the way you guys were actually going about your business. And how like, many there's seasons nothing, did that also take too? There's no evidence of there being any kind We're comparing of first seasons. We're comparing first seasons. Your first season were way better. You had worse players, right? Yeah. You Did you have worse players, yes or no? No, no, yes. And did you win a trophy, yes or no? Yeah, it was the FA Cup run. And did you guys finish above 10th, yes or no? Oh, yeah, I mean, if that's the barometer... No, 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 no. We're, we're comparing first season, right? successive eighth place finishes, yes. Okay, Ryan, imagine that, imagine the same Arteta who won a trophy in his first season and finished above 10 with the players he Chelsea has right now. You see what I'm saying? We have better players, so we should be performing better. Correct. No, under no, Potter, no, under Tuchel, under Tuchel, we were in all four competitions. But under Potter, we're in none. If you were to choose between the two squads without knowing what's going to happen right now, you would choose the Chelsea squad any day of the week. First and, but the you're, and you're proving my point. Arteta had less to work with and created magic out of that FA Cup. And it also did harm him in the following season because people expected more of that. But it wasn't plausible. But, but it wasn't plausible, right? Arteta had garbage and turned it into gold. Essentially. For that, for that remaining. For that, for that, for that, for that, okay. That. I'm saying is, I would rather have that your Chelsea squad, which is a lot more to work with, and then I could decide my team from there. And this that's that right there is my point. And that's right there is my point. So couldn't make those decisions. Exactly. He couldn't make gold with gold. It was for the future because we keep seeing ZX starting, who we were literally a false facts filing from going to Paris Saint Germain. And then Aubameyang still being on, from being isolated from the squad and not included in the Champions League squad to now being on the bench and now included in Premier League games, like he's just showing lack of consistency and a lack of being able to and a, and a lack of a backbone. If you're gonna freeze exactly. Aubameyang out, completely freeze him out. If okay, you messed up with Zayek, right? Cool. I take your point, Andrew. You messed up with Zayek, but you saw how great he played in Dortmund. If 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 that's gonna be if you're gonna bring him in directly after that cap- a capitulation from Chelsea, but use him the entire time. That, but boy, did he go after that? He he made it. He did not even get a chance to get it two games in a row. Exactly. That's that is my point. Keep consistency. Stop. Go- Listen. Listen, no, I don't know who's making the decisions. He's not, not they're not players. Are being, it doesn't even seem like players are being selected on merit. It seems like they're being selected just to get fair game time. Not even fair game time. I think he has a big old Ferris wheel or whatever the, that, 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 that thing on the price is right. 
Zayek, come on down! He's, throw, he's throwing the darts at whoever the wheel lands on. Exactly. Yeah. It makes no sense. But we spent too much time on Chelsea. <laughs> and their form. Um, last points, anybody? And we'll just go move on. Um, uh, on Chelsea, you mean? or Yeah, this specific segment here. <laughs> well, like I said, you guys win tomorrow. Start picking up points. It does fall on Potter to choose his... Uh, you know, a team that's organized, and it has to be consistent with them. And I could see a squad coming out of this, but it has to start with the manager. You have more hope than me, my uh, friend. Potter could win the Champions League this year and still not convince me that he's fit for the job. <laughs> me too. Watch it happen. <laughs> that's that's my final thoughts on this. Yeah, um, we strayed there for a bit. <laughs> Andrew, what's next? <laughs> uh, let, let's, let's have a... Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. The Real Madrid Liverpool. It's <laughs> supposed to be an yeah, Arsenal. I was going to say we touch on that. Because <laughs> um, Liverpool got a bigger job than we do, apparently. They got to pull out another one of those 7-0 drummings to get back to where they need in this game, in this run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they got demolished by 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 by, by uh, Real Madrid. That was bad. And the funny part is they were winning 2-0. Uh, Nunes was up celebrating like there was no tomorrow. Salah. Real Madrid are looking and like, yo, we got him right where we want him. Vinicius Jr.'s first goal, bro. The whip on that, the whip on that shot to the far post. That's a thing of beauty, man. Allison mistake. Thing of beauty too. He's having a horrible season, Allison. You think so? Comes, you know, some of them is like he could have gotten. Even that with Courtois. Didn't even know with Courtois. Um, man, that that was that, that was a crazy game. I was high on emotions because it was like twenty minutes in, and I'm texting the group, "Oh, oh, Liverpool is back! They're completely destroying Real Madrid." Halftime comes and go- no, not, not even that. Two minutes later, vicious equalizer. <laughs> there were two up at halftime, and then Real Madrid scored three more <laughs> answered goals at that point. I was like, wow! And that ben- Benzema's last goal was just class. And that's the thing, they haven't reproduced anywhere near that farm in the league after that. So I'm like, okay, it was a blip. What, what do we expect? Or do you guys genuinely think it's just Real Madrid in Champions League? There was, there's the argument they that they just saved their for the Europe. They built different for Europe. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan, what was it? No, that they saved their, these kind of performances for the Champions League. You know, they look for these kinds of games versus La Liga. It's like, you know, they're so far off of it. They don't have the motivation to play those no, I don't want to disrespect them, but like the the Hironas, the Elches, the Almerias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't have the motivation. They're like, ah, we're bored of this. Oh, you know, uh, do you think Liverpool has a chance at all, or is it done and dusted? Um, they are, they're kind of unbeaten in the last a couple of games, uh, the last four or five games. Liverpool, if you could, including this weekend, which we'll get to when we're discussing Premier League. Um, they've been keep, keeping clean sheets too. And Fabinho is getting back to his best performances. I always said if Liverpool plays well, Fabinho is gonna need to be the heart of that. So I'm not honestly. Haven't seen it done in the Santiago Bernabeu, personally, where another team just comes and dominates to go through in the Champions League. Um, yeah, because Chelsea tried that last season. We thought we were going through. We, we yeah, we thought we were going That's through, but then Roger go. A lot of teams. That's exactly. a lot of teams, but... <laughs> yeah, last season when you could actually score goals. 
But we're not going to go back. <laughs> imagine this. Imagine, I never thought I would say this. We could score more goals when we had Werner. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> when we had Werner. Because he created so much spaces for us. We took, the all, we took advantage of all that and roasted him instead. <laughs> not oh my. <laughs> Speaking of Werner, his side come up against Man City at the Etihad next week. I'm gonna be I honest. I don't see how City goes through. I love. I would love City just losing in Europe all the time. It's just a great meme. Exactly. I have an agenda to where I prefer City to win, but that's my personal reason. Honest, honest opinion. I can see how they go through. If they keep a clean sheet and Leipzig doesn't score. But have you seen City's performances lately? It's literally a hit or a miss, and I never saw that. I said that with that team. No and the burner is not playing well. Pardon? There's no moral way of goal rules in Champions League. So it's right now it's uh, No, but they scored they scored in Leipzig. It's nil nil in Oh it's one one. It was one one. It's one one, yeah. The oh. Vardio scored uh like seventieth minute. Yeah. I forgot. I think Leipzig are gonna pull up. A massive upset you're saying. Oh, wow. Yes, I'm gonna do the upset. You did choose them to uh, to beat City before the leg started, so Yes, I did. I'm sticking with my pick. I thought Chelsea was going to go through. Nope. Ah, Dortmund's going to beat us. I mean, Chelsea. Uh, we're still, still going to go through. We're you still, still have gonna... hope? I have, hope? I have no hope in this team whatsoever. We lost against uh, Southampton, I, I, bro. I have hope. We got beaten be... by Spurs. Yeah, nah, by gonna... Spurs. Bro, nah. Bro. No, we're going to create enough chances and kick enough balls in the box that they're going to score an own goal. Score two on goals, and that's how we're gonna do it. We're not gonna be able to score. Yeah, he's he's hoping on he's hoping on him it. selling the game. You're hoping on Dortmund selling the game. Funny. Yeah, that, well, I I'm being realistic about this. See, I, I, we we know what's wrong with Chelsea here. <laughs> this is the only way. <laughs> so unless we get some set pieces on Wesley Fofana, my guy I mean, scores yo, some headers. You know. I mean him, Badia Shiel. It. Cool well, Badia Shiel can't yo, play. It's gonna be Kulabali. <laughs> no guy, why can't? Why did we not register him? Why I have that? no idea. Chalaba, Chalaba is gonna score. Chalaba is gonna play, and he's gonna be awesome. I, I, I hope. Honestly, I'm I'm excited for Chalaba. He's he's a really good solid player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're still talking about Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> we're still talking. About, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 Uh, your second favorite team, Spurs. Uh, they have a bit to do in Milan. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the game is in um in Tottenham, uh, where they have to overturn their one zero deficit. Anything mm. out of them? Milan's winning. Oh, Unless Kane and 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 Son show up, I'm giving it to Milan. The thing yeah, with Spurs, it's, uh... it's like they've just been on and off, and I and we still lost to them. <laughs> so Spurs I, I... are allergic to trophies. <laughs> well, they they could still win this game and still not win the trophy. I like how Ryan's just trying to keep us from being on track and not getting depressed. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, honest opinion: if 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 um the cane, if the cane and and sun show up of past, uh, it, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything Milan can do to stop it. But it's heavily dependent dependent on on Kane and and Kane and Son and Kulusevski. Um. And Hoiberg, Hoiberg is a billion um, defensive midfield player. I think, I think he's been the best player this season. Yep. If, if, uh, uh, Park Kane, who's been scoring, you know, their goals for them. But yeah, I think Hoiberg has been fantastic for them. He's everything that Conte wants in a holding player. 
Yep, most definitely. But I'm on the fence with this. I think it depends on... Because Spurs are so hot and cold, it depends on what Spurs show up. So I'm going to say on the fence. If you were pu- supposed to push me to pick, I guess I'd pick Spurs. All right. Uh, we already touched on Napoli. Benfica, they won 2-0 against Club Rouge. Uh, they face them at home. I'd say Benfica. Benfica. I see if, if it sips up. Uh, no. And what about the other Portuguese? Uh, in Porto, they got Inter. They also have a 1-0. Inter. Throw over turn. I think Inter. I think Big Rom is going to come through. Uh, Edin Dzeko, Latara Martinez. I, I think um, I'm expecting a big performance from Inter. The big game, PSG Bayern Munich. Yeah, without Neymar, it's gonna be just an Mbappe and Messi performance. Uh, but uh, it's it, only one zero though. It, yeah, being that it's only one zero at the Allianz Arena, they're going back to the Allianz Arena. Anything is possible there. You think an Mbappe masterclass? If he's given the chance, yes. If he's given the chance, because he's, you know, once you put one or two chances in front of him, he'll tend to convert at least one of them. So yeah, I'm looking for a big performance from Musiala and Leroy Sane. Mane, Mane is back, so that's something to contend with. Um, that's something to contend with. I'm gonna give it to Bayern. Not gonna lie, I don't see how PSG overcome. I can't, I can never call them PSG in Champions League. The one chance they had to win the final was against Bayern, and they lost. So, yeah, PSG similar to uh, don't say Spurs. Similar to Man City, they're just a bit allergic to the to European. Oh my God! Here we go. <laughs> what? They both. They both. They, they both just do not like European trophies. Yeah, and they spend all this money to win that Champions League trophy. Yeah, but they'll get the domestic trophy. Nah, Arsenal's winning the league this year. I can't believe I just said that. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. I, th- I think you should jinx it. I think it's perfectly fine. Jorginho is going to score your winning goal. Oh, my God. That would be wonderful. No, he's going to be at uh, fault for giving up. No, I don't even want to put that on him. <laughs> I want to put it on him. He's going to be the fault. He's going to be the reason. <laughs> but speaking of the league, uh, let's, let's, since we we're talking about it, Arsenal, we're five points clear of City. Uh, and we still got some three matches that we that I'm dreading for. It's the trip to Liverpool for you know reasons. the trip to Anfield. <laughs> oh my god, I am dreading that one now. You know, uh, we still got to play City at the Etihad, and then we also have Newcastle coming up, and of course we have Chelsea. But that's later down in the season. First, we got to play them three first. I think you guys will beat. Um, I think you guys will definitely take points at, at the Etihad because the momentum is with there. you guys. As long as. City can uh, gets held off at some other point, then we're in firm position to win this league. But I you guys think will, that game will be determined there. Oh, you guys will definitely beat Newcastle. It's the Liverpool game I'm not sure about. Yeah, the way Liverpool, the way they dispatched United, and you know, them and they've been on a mini run. Yeah, they have. They've been a little bit more consistent, like you said. They haven't been scored on recently. Uh. Apart from that, what, Real Madrid game a couple weeks ago? Yeah, since the Real Madrid game, actually. They haven't considered a goal. Yes, I'll agree with you there. Uh, It's it's just, you know, Liverpool at at home, they could be a different animal. And when they turn it up, it's, you know, unless you're, you know, a team that could pick apart uh, Liverpool, it's not going to be a good day at the office. Uh, But you guys want to talk about that? 
that demolishment that Liverpool did against United. That was a beatdown. That was a world class professional beatdown. Straight Guys, up. Guys, they entered halftime at 1 0. In that performance, did you see how good Gakpo and Nunes look? They were. You know, Nunes scored two goals. He had more goals than offsides that game. Bro, <laughs> he has more goals, goals than Chelsea. Liverpool in one game scored more goals than Chelsea did in the first couple of games after this window. Not to make it about Chelsea, but that's a stat. <laughs> and they did it against a team who were also flying high, too. Yeah, because um, United is on a, on a momentum. Ah. They just, you know, they just won the League Cup last week. Um, I, yeah. I, I can't re- recall the last time they lost either. They were on a, you know, a run themselves. Rashford Rashford's flying. Every game, if not every game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They destroyed second. Barcelona. Yeah. Well, not destroyed. They outplayed Barcelona. In that second, yeah, they, the way they overturned that leg and the way they just get demolished at Anfield, I was like, this is two different teams here. This was the team that lost 4-0 to Brentford at the beginning of the season. Yep. I got um, so let me so let me ask you a question. Where does the, let, hold on? Let's dress down Liverpool first. Firstly, brilliant performance from Fabinho. Yeah. He he was one Elliot of Elliot workhorse. Andrew, you have any shout outs? Obviously, Ryan, go first. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it, c- we'll go for Allison. He kept a clean sheet that game. And, you know, a part where United had a couple looks at goal, he he was solid. Uh, Van Dyke, he was another one. He kept Rashford quiet in that game. Mm-hmm. 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 You know who surprised me in that game? Salah. Sounds weird to say, but he had a brilliant. Did you see what he did to Martinez? He put him. Oh, that was bull. Oh, that was actually bullying. He actually <laughs> made him look terrible. He made him look like a child. Like yeah, he put like this man on the ground. And then the goal right after. Oh, that chip by by Gakpo, brilliant. Nunes, the interplay between Nunes and Gakpo, absolutely world class. I, this team, this this was this is the real Liverpool. I I see that they can do it. Um, I noticed he dropped Bejic, Bejic, Yes, uh, the young um. Young yeah, and played Henderson, um, Elliot, Harvey Elliot, and um, Fabinho in midfield, and that midfield ran. He recovered the balls. They were all over United. It was a good game, and Fermina came and scored the last goal too. After he announced he was leaving Liverpool. Now that it, it was you know a good day at the office for them and. I feel like it's back to the training ground for United. Uh, you know, they got to work on certain things to, you know, where they just can't lose a game because Bruno Fernandes, he looked completely disinterested at certain points of this game. Anthony, he offered nothing on defense, only one or two chances on the other side. Bruno Fernandes pushed a ref. Lost. Bruno Fernandes pushed a ref. And we're just gonna... United get nothing for it. Mm-hmm. If they Xhaka, you know, three-game suspension. They even investigating Arsenal for the FA Cup. Uh, no, no, no. They investigate the FA is investigating Arsenal for the celebration in that last minute winner against Bournemouth. That was a match. Ooh, find us all you want, uh, Premier League. You could do whatever you want, but you can't take that game away from us, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a game! And, you know, we were losing two zero to Bournemouth. They scored the second fastest Premier League goal with nine seconds. 
And I'm thinking, all right, you know. And we piled the pressure on them. Uh, it wasn't until, I want to say, in the second half, they scored again. Okay, we're down 2-0. Then we come up with our goals. Um, party. I, part, uh, no, it wasn't Partey. Yeah, it was Party, Ben White, and Reese Nelson. Party with the, the first goal. Um, ben White with the goal across the line. Yes. And then Reese Nelson uh, with that yeah, amazing yeah, strike. Right. He, he fumbled that one goal. And then once he brought on Reese Nelson and Ben White in the place of Tomiyasu, uh, you saw it just opened up the game a little bit more. Reese Nelson found Ben White at the far post. Uh, he got his goal there. And then at the dying minutes, Reese Nelson just smashed one home past Neto. Uh, priceless, man. And it's not the first time this season where these games have been decided in the last minute. Uh, it, it happened again against Aston Villa. Your boy, J5, coming up big for us. Uh, the game against United was another late goal there. So these kinds of results right here, is, you know, these kind of winning points could be crucial to us winning this league, uh, hopefully. Um, and hopefully we go on another, you know, continue this run after the four-game spell that, that we had that was, you know, it wasn't good for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ryan... What what was your feelings around the fifty seven minute after Marco Senesi put in that second goal for Bournemouth, especially after going down in the first minute too? I think it was like one of the fastest goals this season or something like that. Like what? what like goal, it was going like from there to just winning. Goals, you know, uh, it happens. A little bit of lackadaisical defending. The second goal, it's like yo, you got to follow your man. You know, it's like those little things. That's you, you follow your man. You pr- try to prevent that, and I believe it was the foul prior to that that led up to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like those little things. Stop giving you chan- uh, chances for the opponent to progress up the field, especially when you don't have to. You're controlling this game. But at two zero down, I still thought we were still going to take away something from this. I was hoping for at least a point. But once we got the two goals, we still had over twenty minutes to at least come up with a winner, and. Of course, they left it late at that point. And it was one of those where it's like one of the biggest morale boosts that you could get. A dying, you know, at the dot, at the death, just, you know, winning the game like that. Uh, I, I was a little bit nervous, you know, that 2 0 down, but I, I thought we were, I was confident for them to come back into that game. Nice. For, Instant classic. Yeah, it was. I, we also had a couple other games as well. Of course, Spurs losing to Wolves. You know, Spursy performance as usual. Uh, Always it, a great thing like to see. They, yeah, <laughs> it, it just seems like they can't. Why are you so toxic? Right, no? <laughs> it's either a game they now. Do you think Spurs can finish in the top four? Do you think they'll end up. Spursing nah, they'll they'll be out. they'll be doing pretty poorly. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I think that's all for Liverpool. Then that's Liverpool's spot. I'm being honest. And what about Newcastle? Do you think they can find their way back up there? They, Newcastle they ta- will finish above Spurs. <laughs> they tailed off so much. Their issue is that they can't score. They're good defensively. They have the best defensive record in the league. Is they just can't put the ball in the back of the net. And, mm-hmm. you know, right now, like Amaran is not flying as he was. Yeah, that was never going to last, I think. He was really overperforming for a while. 
Mm -hmm. After like three years of like almost not scoring or something like that, whatever time period that was. All the goals just came at once. Yeah, I, plus I agree. Plus, Bruno can't also like be an engine for like a whole 38 games plus extra games for cups and stuff. Like, that's just too much for any what, person. What a signing he would be for Chelsea, huh? If we needed Bro, another if we midfielder. Smart, if we were smart, we would have had too many as already. Yeah, because we were we scouting him. Gimarish as well. Imagine Gimarish, too many, and Enzo Fernandez is like three options there. With oh, like Kovacic, those imagine those were our four to like rotate with. Mm-hmm. That'd be mm-hmm. fine. Solid engines. Who do you guys think are getting? Uh, who do you guys think things getting relegated this season? Because it's a dog fight down there. Well, you put in uh, your hat for Chelsea. Definitely Bournemouth. Um, Southampton's gone. I would definitely agree with both of you, both Southampton and Bournemouth. Uh, now the next one is going to be a tricky one because Everton leads West Ham, even Leicester, and and but Leicester they've been playing a lot better than the other teams mentioned. I think yeah, I think Leicester will ultimately get enough points to like they'll just be the best of the rest kind of thing. Like it's not necessarily they deserve to be not included, but they'll just do better than them. But here's the issue. Um... What with my issue with the West Ham pick, their squad is way too talented to get relegated. Lucas Pacoita, Michael Antonio, yeah, they're very binary. Skamaka, I think there's there's too much talent in that squad to get relegated. No. Yeah, no, they. I don't think they will. They their squad they either performs really well at periods or really shitty because like it. I mean, they they either in the top four race or they're in the re, or in the relegation battle. They're in the top four mm-hmm. race and bottom four race. It's no in between with them really. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say their issue with West Ham is they just can't score. You know that's their issue. They don't create enough chances and they they struggle in a lot of games where you know instead of it being a one zero loss, it you know it could have been a tie or maybe a 1-0 win their way but mm-hmm. well this is what they get from Suchek this is what they get from Suchek um saving a ball with his hand in the mid, in, in the penalty box i hope they get relegated really <laughs> <laughs> honestly honestly this season's been so terrible for different calls like between the hair pull against Tottenham on Kukurea the dive from uh Suchek and Against West Ham and stuff like there's just been mad calls this whole season. Oh, we're, so we're not just we're just gonna gloss over the Arsenal call when it was a clear penalty. <laughs> <laughs> it was a clear penalty. The ref said nope. It doesn't matter anymore. Some of their calls either. No, 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 no. That uh, that that was a call. Um, I was referring to the penalty that, that the penalty call that Arsenal had. Oh, okay. Multiple in that last game. The handballs? Yeah. Uh, okay, it's okay. been absolutely yeah. insane. I I wasn't yeah, so I guess the uh, third team, completely but... arguing for a penalty on those games. Um, Mainly it's because like, the way the ball... It, it was more ball to hand than hand to ball kind of thing. But you could see the... I could see the argument to where it could have been. I, I wasn't pushing for okay. it. I was, because there's no consistency. In a different game, half of those would have been handball. No, see, what, see where I'm coming right from? There. It's, 
it's weird that the Premier League, like the referees, they decide what they want to do every game, and it's different every game for the same ref. It's not consistent even for the same ref, let alone for so, all the 20 refs in the league. Exactly. So it's absolutely insane. I'm sorry, Andrew, you were saying? No, all I was saying was um, so the third team that we're going to agree on for um, relegation between, because I know we got Bournemouth, Southampton, then either Everton, Leeds, West Ham, or Leicester, or Forest, I guess, technically. I can't see how Everton gets out of relegation this time. I really can't. Like, they had, they took the lead twice against Nottingham Forest, and they blew it to do to, to, to a Brennan Johnson, um, to, I think, Brennan Johnson goals. It's insane. It's a really sad story of looking at everything because it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's one of them too, definitely. Ultimately, because it's either Leeds gives it up, or uh, yeah, it's essentially in Leeds' hand. I feel like because Everton's going to do trash regardless. So it's just a matter of Leeds is going to just be worse or not. Well, the reason why I'll defend Everton is they got Deitch, and with him is all he has to do is just once he gets his players performing to where they stop leaking those stupid goals, they'll be fine. Leeds, on the other hand, they do leak stupid goals. They're energetic, and yeah, they, they could push teams up the other end, but if they concede more, they're, you know, they're just going to end up losing their game. They lost that's to Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you lose to Chelsea, that's already a prerequisite to going down. Yeah, it really is now, honestly. like We've been on actual relegation form. Yeah, the, the stats are not. <laughs> these stats are not pretty. <laughs> like we've actually had the worst form in the last few games in like any side, including Southampton. Like they they did the double over us. <laughs> Damn, to West Ham. Yeah, yeah, Southampton did the double over us. It's just sad, sad times. So, as we conclude here, any hopes, anything at all, Javon from Chelsea? Nope. Nothing at all. Oof. I expect nothing from this team anymore. I, I, I'm tired of being heartbroken. Well, there's always the red side of London if you care to join. Nope. That, what you mean? Die Brentford? blue. Brentford? You want to go to the other side of West London, Javon? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Let's go support Brentford for a while. <laughs> Let's go support Brentford for a while. Support Ivan Tony with the betting ban soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, there, there's something that I wanted to bring up um with the panel here. Did you see the the accused uh the accu the accusations laid against um Hakimi? Yeah. Yes, I heard you, about that as well. I know it's a bit sensitive topic, but this has been becoming more um potent. Potent is the wrong word. It's more consistent in the media. Yeah. Do you guys think this is this is something that's been always, that's always been happening, or it's something some some fall work here at play? Because you see it with, with with Greenwood, seen it with Mendy. Those, those charges it, have been dropped. It's, it, to me, I think it's a little bit of everything because there can be a bit of like there's like a culture around it in like the football community in terms of like how they like move about with women. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like there's a lot of women who are very opportunistic with like creating those kind of situations to like capitalize off of. So while they'll like create these situations and not get traumatized for them and use it for like monetization or whatever, 
the at the same time it's like technically what happened happened and you can't really like judge from the outside looking in without being the person that was in that experience to like know if someone was like hurt by something or anything mm-hmm. like that so it's very difficult to like comment on these things if you don't have all the facts of the case which is almost never available to the public so mm-hmm. it's like unless you're one of the two people involved it's very difficult to really have a, like a fair opinion that's true that's true yeah, uh, similar, you know, you heard it earlier in the season with Partey. It was uh, something very similar with him. And luckily, he nothing was really made out of that. Uh, but then, yeah, you hear the Greek. Yeah, I think he, they cleared his name. They're innocent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, but at the same time, now they're not they're not playing football. They're out of a job at this point. Yep. And now it's like if let's, you know. Being that they're innocent, clubs don't want to touch them because of that whole issue. The stigma it's around like it. The Hakimi mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, it's like you could really kill yeah. a player's career. And yeah, because a lot of money comes from brand like deals Greenwood. and sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mind you, there was a recording with Greenwood, so that doesn't help his case. It really yeah. doesn't. But then you're looking at Hakimi where obviously there, you know, there's not a recording as convenient as that would be for any kind of jury. Uh, it's... You know, to, it, what players got to also understand is you can't put yourself in those situations. They have to be a mm-hmm. lot smarter than that, too. Yeah, you have to wise up. You got to know who you, you know, you're, you know, unfortunately, you know, who you're taking a bed with. And it's like, <sighs> you know, people can't, uh, people, uh, there are malicious people in this world and they can use that against you. They don't care mm-hmm. who you are, what yeah. you play for. If mm-hmm. you got money and they're, and, you know, they know that it's being willing to be taken. Mm-hmm. I wish it. I wish it was like they they care who you play for. Oh, you play for Arsenal. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Chelsea for days. <laughs> there was another big one too. It happened in Neymar a couple of years ago. Yes, he did beat the case. Did, did it to Ronaldo? Happened to Ronaldo. Happened to Ronaldo, yeah, and it. now it's happening to Danny Alves. Here's the mm. thing with Danny Alves. It's it's a lot more sketchier than what it seems. If you read into it, you know, he was found groping. A, you know. Uh, Young lady at a, I believe it was a nightclub in Barcelona, and mm. and you know, unfortunately, what he pled to the cops, it kind of coincides more on her story, and mm. it doesn't help his case. This is a very decorated footballer, and it's like mm. if he's found guilty of this, you know, it all goes down in flames yeah, at and, that point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that really comes down to like cultural things too. Like for instance, if you're at a nightclub and like. You have and like you've been there many a times, and you may have approached women in a certain way, and a lot of times it's been successful because you're like a popular footballer. Like, depending on the woman, like that, it could be one way, proceed one way or the other. Same way, like when a guy hits on a woman versus another guy, like one who's like a creepy dude, like talking to, like interrupting and talking to a woman versus another a guy like looking at her from across the way mm-hmm. in like a romantic manner or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like things can really be. Like a different light could be shown on the same situation that's happened, regardless, which is like a big issue with this. And one another one is like again people being opportunistic because these are footballers with a lot of money and careers that are at hand. So like, it's very opportunistic for people to like if they don't feel like they got what they want from a footballer when they were with them to like try and hold something against them in some kind of way. That's facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all it's all depending on what the facts are. And like Ryan said. We will never be privy to the um, inner details of the case. Yeah. So I I just been seeing it happening a lot happening a lot lately, and I wanted to bring you guys' attention to get your yeah. guys' opinion on it. Another thing, um, 
that I briefly wanted to discuss in the football world is the upcoming transfer window. What do some teams need based on the season going forward? Like, do you think? Because we had this discussion um, where you guys thought that in the next transfer window for the next, and I know it's a bit early for the next um, season that Liverpool will need some new midfielders. Chelsea just needs a new coach. Um, what do you guys, what, what's your opinion? Um, you know, it's funny when you mentioned Chelsea, it's like, what more can you really add to your squad? And you guys say number nine, it's like, number nine's a cursed number for you guys. Uh, but yeah, you guys definitely do need someone that's going to want to put the ball in the back of the net for you guys. Uh, the manager situation, it, you know, I, I do think you guys do need to move on if it's going to be this stale for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say move on, get someone with different ideas, trim the squad. I think the squad does need to be trimmed. You guys cannot have more than 30 senior players, you know, vying for multiple, you know, spots like that. It's, if you have, a, you know, uh, you know, a healthy squad should be anywhere from around, you know, 20 to 25 for a competitive season. So with you guys, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more of a management, a squad management and a new manager. Uh, for mm-hmm. Arsenal, it's I, I do feel like we're gonna need uh, probably another attacking player as well. Um, you know, injuries can make or break our season. Just you know, the whole Jesus thing could have easily derailed it, but luckily, Enketia held strong for a couple of games, and then you know, Trossard, Trossard, you mm-hmm. know, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, I, I remember Santa you told me, Jovan, he was the signing of the transfer window. I was like, no, nah, it's too early to tell. And you know, maybe you got a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go as far as to say he was the best signing, but he's been great since he came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say also another, we definitely need another midfielder. Mm-hmm. Definitely need another midfielder, especially if we're going to be in multiple competitions. I'll go for that. And then at that point, defense, I think we're solid on. Any like center back cover? Uh, we just recently picked up uh, the young Polish kid. Jack him? Jack him? Yeah. Yeah, Jacob. Uh, we just recently picked him up. Um, I've yet to see him play it, so I'm not really sure what he'll bring. But in terms of defense, I think we're go- maybe right back is the other one I'd go with. Um, Tomiyasu has not had a good season, and then on the other side, I think Tierney's gonna end up leaving, so maybe another uh, left back I would go for. But other than that, yeah, I, right. you know, we just build from our squad. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I would probably echo a lot of the same sentiment. On the Chelsea end, I would probably add like some kind of number nine. Like Personally, I would want Julian Alvarez from Man City, ideally. Mm-hmm. Mostly because him and Enzo have linked up really well in the World Cup, and I would like to see that happen at Chelsea just so we have like one direct link from midfield to like attack that actually works. Because we've had essentially all dead links for like the past two and a half years now or something like that. Like, I don't remember the last time we've actually had a good link between like a midfielder that could pick out like a forward pass and our number nine. It's probably been literally since Drog was played. (laughs) If you guys were to throw City a bone, who would you guys look to trade for Alvarez? They want Kovacic. No. Simple as that. 
No, that's that's. I'm ben Chilwell and, Conf- and Kovacic is, are are untradeable because they, they, they we're just giving them tools to destroy us with later in the season, you know. Because um, I'm a huge fan of Ben Chilwell when he's fit, one of the best left backs oh, in the world. I don't want to trade him at all, but it's matter up to his contract situation at this point. Kovacic, when he's fit, is really good, but the thing is, we have too much midfielder, so yeah, I could see him leaving. I um kind of ask this question just to hear how much people would say Chelsea needs a number nine. Yeah, very toxic. Very toxic. I hope he does. Nine. I really hope Joao Felix does. And he said multiple times from his sort of social media platform that he will. That well, that he likes playing at Chelsea. I hope we can do some deal to get it done and get it over the line. Yes. Yeah, so that's London more than anything. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Yeah, so it is what it is at that point. Uh, thank you guys for joining us at the, today at the Final Whistle Podcast. Yep, if you're a Chelsea fan, it gets better. No, it doesn't. Um, we're, we're, it, it, will, it will eventually get better because the season has to end. <laughs> but then the next <laughs> season is going to start with the same manager and it starts all over again. But you get like three months break to breathe. <laughs> Yeah, and then if Patrick's still in charge, I don't think I can do next season. <laughs> yeah, pardon? Can Javon be any more dejected than he already is? <laughs> I'm done. I mean, we we literally got rid of J five over the winter, and like you're even more dejected than when we had him. Like this is this is pretty. Yeah, because at that point I could blame somebody. Almost. I have no one to blame but Potter now. <laughs> Energies been redirected. <laughs> you know, you know that meme when when there's, there's this random man walking around when the season is over. Said football's over. What am I going to do now? And he has his hands behind his back. Hmm. My see, that started for me after the World Cup. Man, we we scored seven <laughs> goals. Seven <laughs> goals after the World Cup. You had you had no J five to blame for. It. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if I have to play for you, but all right. Oh, thank you for joining us on Final Whistle Podcast. <laughs> Andrew was our host today. Later, guys. This is Ryan. Right. Later, thank out. you, guys. This was Andrew. See. Thank you, guys. Um, please remember us to follow us at the Final Whistle Podcast. Um, the Final Whistle 2022 at TikTok and the Final Whistle Football Podcast on Twitter. Catch you guys on the flip. Peace.